0: Welcome to episode 57 of Iron Man Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Righto guys, so welcome along to episode 57 of Iron Man Talk with Coach John Newsome and Bevan James Oz. How you going, mate? Sensational. Sensational. Why are you sensational? It's Monday, it's sunny. how the race Ready? go on the weekend,
1: mate? Oh, was <laughs> I was great. I was a little tired. John had uh, a race on the weekend. And who beat you, mate? I got beaten by several people. It was a relay, it was... It was just a training
0: day. <laughs> a chick beat him and he's not happy. He came around, he looked in the paper for the results. He was an angry man. It's been a bit of a funny morning, actually. We'll tell you that about later on. Anyway, this week's show, we've got news coming up. Uh, not much in the news. Again, we're kind of struggling for news lately. It's probably beginning of the season in North America, so it m- may be the case. Uh, topic of the week. Last week, we talked about qualification, and uh, we'll have a look at that. Uh, website of the week. Uh, we've got age gripper of the week. We've got one sent through from uh, one of the listeners, which is kind of cool.
1: Product Review Centre, which is... Uh, do you want to... We've got a book here called Not Normal Behaviour by Stuart Staples. So, we're going to have a quick look at that. Yeah, you sent it through to us about six months ago. We want to go around to
0: reading it, it's kind of cool. Uh, high five tips on riding safely in traffic, which is a pretty important high five. And there's been lots of discussion about this in Christchurch lately because there seems to have been lots of accidents. Uh, Coach's Corner, this is an interesting one. We're looking at a bit of hair removal this week. Right, you're going into beauty and therapy. Yeah. Right? Oh, man, I'm impressed. Uh, and lastly, we're going to finish. So lots and lots of questions and answers, trying to catch up on a few that we've had sent through our last period. So first of all, news for the week. Uh, not the much news. Is to you by... Oh, yeah, Coffees of Hawaii. You can get all your coffee needs at coffeesofhawaii.com. Dub, 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 coffeesofhawaii.com. Okay, so uh, this week in news, didn't have much
1: on the news front, but results-wise or race-wise, what happened? Well, we had the UberTuber Half Ironman. Uh, UberTuber, it's a U- good name U- there. UberTuber, <laughs> and uh,
0: sponsored by Reebok. They yeah, they're a good sponsor, haven't they? It must be pretty aggressive yeah. over there.
1: It's, I'm pretty sure it's down in Brazil, and uh, you know, it is, uh, triathlons are a pretty popular sport down there, and mm. they do get a lot of good backing. You know, they've got the Ironman down there, and they've got... They produced some good athletes. So uh, the results aren't, actu- aren't actually up yet because it's Monday over here in New Zealand. Today we're recording the show a day early because yep. we've got a big bike, bike ride tomorrow. Hammer time. And, uh, and there was also the Kinetic Half Ironman in, I think, uh, North Carolina. Oh, where Is was it on here? That was... Uh, of oh, Virginia. 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 So that was on the weekend as well. I've been to Virginia. Have you? <laughs> yeah. Nice work. Nice people in Virginia. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. So uh, that was on... Uh, that was actually on a Saturday, so they haven't got their results up yet. But uh, we'll have, again, we'll have a link to that on the site. So if you are interested in either of those races, um, they were on at the weekend. Also, the Windman uh, Half Ironman in California. Is that on there? No. Oh. But coming up this weekend. Coming up, what's up this weekend? Well, I looked onto the old uh, K226.com oh, website, nice, which is nice. uh, a new one I found that lists a lot of the Ironman races around the world. And yep. there's a... The first freestyle ultra triathlon. Now, it's being held in the uh, in United Arab Emirates in Dubai, I believe. Oh. And it's a half Iron. It's, no, it's an Ironman distance race, and it's a double Ironman distance race. So it looks like it's the first time they've been holding it. So.
0: In Dubai, doing a double Ironman.
1: Yeah, I'd imagine it's going to uh, be pretty mate. flat. And <laughs> hot. Hot, flat. Uh. But. Uh, Great, you know, there's another race out there, and it's a nice early season race for um for Northern Hemisphere athletes, and you know, there's not that many double Ironmans out there, so it'll be really interesting to see uh see what sort of turnout they get there. You know, on, the, on one day they've got the Ironman, the next day they've got the uh, the double, so I think theoretically you could probably do the triple if you wanted to. Yeah, that's a pretty good effort, isn't it? Yeah, so we'll uh, hopefully have some results on that next week. It'd be interesting.
0: We can't wait to find the prize money. It'd be interesting. What kind of prize money they're offering? Mm. Um you think in Dubai there'd be a bit of money hanging around?
1: So. you think so. Yeah, so that's pretty much it on the news really, isn't it? It's well, there was also, if you look on uh, Xtry this week, they've got Rebecca Keat on there. Um, now she's recently smashed everybody at Ironman Australia. Yep. Um, but of course probably she's better known for failing a drug test two years ago in Western Australia. Yep. So they did 20 questions with her and very much focused on you know, the whole doping issue and how it sort of came about. Um, you know, the facts of the matter is she tested positive. Yep. You can't really dispute that. Her Nandrolone level or whatever was yep. over the limit. And so she really went on a case on trying to find out how this happened. Um, and, she, you know, she claims that basically some supplements she took, she had them tested and they had uh, Nandrolone in them. So, you know, you, you've got to take, you know, some people, the cyclists always just go on and on and on, claim they're innocent. So whether or not she's innocent or not, um, the fact of the matter is, you've got to be so careful. If Obviously. you're if you're an aspiring pro um, and you you really want to give this a good crack, you've got to be so so careful with anything you take in, um, because. She said she got these things tested and they, they basically had all, this, all the nandrolone in them and that's her sort of line of defense. So I don't think she's now disputing the fact that she did test positive, because yeah, she did. Yeah. And, you know, and well, the evidence she, is evidence, isn't it? But basically, she, she made a mistake. So what does an athlete too, you know, If
0: you're going to take supplements, are you meant to bloody get everything tested before you take them or do you just trust the supplement company? And like, obviously, in this case, she's taken a supplement that she thought was safe. Well, I, I didn't read the article in
1: heaps and heaps of detail. Maybe that's something you could do. <laughs> I've done no purpose, we week. got have been so busy. Um, but I did just note one thing that she said, that in New Zealand and Australia, you're not allowed to produce um, supplements on the same sort of production line that you can produce okay, um, yep, drugs. Get, but okay. in other countries, you can easily do that. So, so sometimes it's trace, a, trace a evidence very, very ah. high risk of cross-contamination. So you just got to be super careful and you've got to make sure the company you deal with um, maybe has some sort of certification saying that they make their their supplements away yeah. from Australia. So like it's, in it's the situation, let's say she,
0: this is true. Like it's hard to know, isn't it? But let's say it is true, and she really did just was unlucky for supplements.
1: What what's an athlete meant to do? You know, like are you, what, how many athletes you don't take supplements? I mean, you, that's the, the the easiest choice is you just don't take supplements. Yeah, I suppose. Um, and. If you do take them, you've got to make sure that they are certified that they, mm. uh, they're they clean. So it's a very, very tricky situation. Yeah, totally I agree. Um,
0: if, I mean, if, if, it, if it is totally true, if you're so sorry for it, yeah. two years of her career, I and mean, she's obviously in peak form, you yeah. know, you know imagine that. It'd yeah. Be really
1: frustrating. So. Mm. I think frustrating would uh, be a light word. Yeah. would <laughs> <laughs> an angry woman. Well, she said that. She, she, she basically trained on anger for once she actually found out... Uh, what had happened? Um, you know, she'd figured out that it, the the reason why she'd tested, she yeah. was just training on anger. So could you sue? Well, that's I think she's going down that angle oh, now.
2: Oh wow! Because
0: yeah. you could always sue and say, well, I lost two years of income. Yeah, and uh, you cost me so much of my career, and so it'll be interesting, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, the only problem with that is, again, trying kind of to go too a little too long with the subject, but again, it's different countries produce different products and you have to you know, go to the legal system. Okay, anyway, bike the update. So, John's been doing, literally, John's been doing most of the work on this one. He's been hardcore, mate. Tell, tell the goss. We're very
1: excited. Pull up the order form. Pull up the order form. So, in the next couple of days, we're going to have the order form up on the site. Uh, that's not the order form, Bevan. Oh, whoops. Okay. <laughs> Where's the order form? I'm getting the order form. You keep talking. So, we've pretty much got the design almost finalised. We should have it done. Uh, hopefully by the end of today, and Bevan's going to update the website. So yep, the deal sorry. is, uh, we'll have a picture of the the jersey design on the website. A very we, cool. We like it. Yep. It's got a nice New Zealand theme to it. Got a bit of Kiwi in there, got a bit of Kia Caho in there. Yep. Got our logo, got John's coaching website on there. Yep, so man, it's a bit of pressure on of me to get it in the new site at the yep. time. And also a few sponsors. A few sponsors. <laughs> good. So, uh, yeah, the deal is, will be a nice big button to click on the website. Once, once it's made, I can model it. Good. So yeah, that's, that's <laughs> a good idea, good idea. So you just need to click on the big button, on there there'll be an order form, you just need to go onto the order form, yep. um, fill in your details, email it in to us, we've got a special email address set up, ironmantalkorders at gmail.com, yep. just email that through to us, there'll be a PayPal button on there, you just need to pay the money, the cost is going to be $115 New Zealand plus shipping. Uh, so it depends on which country you are, how much shipping is. So, yep. for example, if you're in Australia, it's 9 bucks. So you put in the total $124. Yep. Just making sure you Aussies know that one. because yep. Although
0: they'd smash us in the cricket. We were just fo- fo- letting them false sense of <laughs> yeah. we're, co- we're coming back in the final. <laughs> that game didn't matter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for those you who don't know, absolutely, the Aussies caned us. They yeah. downtrod us. So. It wasn't pretty. Well done.
1: So you need to go on there, fill in all your details, obviously, on the order form, pay the amount in PayPal email this form off to us. In terms of the sizing, there's a little size chart yeah. on the order form. Um, now, this, the, the, the cut with this jersey is a race cut, so it is relatively tight. So Yeah, so for
0: example, I'm in a large, and if you saw me, I'm not a large man. I'm kind of slim, <laughs> lean kind yes. of guy. Yeah. And, and normally a medium would probably be fair for me, um, but large seems to be the right fit for me. So if anything, you want to go a size that's a little
1: bit bigger than what you think you are. Yeah. The big thing about these jerseys is full zip which I think is really cool because most jerseys these days are only half zip or just a little zip at the top. The reason we went for that is then you can actually wear it when you're racing and like I always wear a bike jersey when I'm racing so when I uh, come through transition you can chuck it on really quickly. Yeah, and whip it off quickly too. Whip it off quickly as well and also if you're trying to put a bike jersey over your head when you're wet in a race situation all the food you've got in your pockets just flies everywhere. Yeah. We're pretty excited It's a full zip. We think the design's pretty cool. Yeah, it is really cool. And uh, we hope you guys will support the show by going out there and buying them and wearing them. And And uh, then
0: once we get them, we're going to get people to send them in wearing them. Exactly. Yeah, so there's lots of models. We'll have
1: a little uh, a little photo album or something like
0: that. Now, one thing we're doing with it was we're only ordering the amount we need in this early stage. So we basically take orders to the 16th of March, May. 16th of May. And then uh, we get them made and we get them. So um, it may take a little while for them to come through, but, you know, it's like Christmas. It comes and you'll be so excited. Yeah, so the cut-off date is going to be May 16th. You've got to get your orders in by then. Yep. So, this week we had a discussion, it was a bit of a small discussion, I think it was mainly because I think we had kind of touched on it a lot earlier, Yeah. And uh, but it was kind of cool because last week we had a discussion we had to talk about for hours, so we kind of can get through this one quickly. So the discussion was, um, let me go up to here, we are wondering uh, if you feel the Kona qualification system is fair, and if you did or didn't, um, what did you feel about it? Now Mark, I felt, kind of <laughs> pretty much nailed it on the head in the first one, maybe that's why we didn't have many, but he's basically saying the lottery is fine, <clears throat> um, He's saying he'd like the money from the lottery to actually go to charity. Well, I think it does, doesn't it? No. Doesn't it? No. No? No, no that's a profit, mate. I love that crap. Yeah. Uh, I don't understand why there aren't more lottery slots in the US than the rest of the world, which I think is really fair. Yeah. Um, eBay, he fined because it raised so much money for charity, and 300000 k, which I think is kind of cool. Seventy point three, he thinks it was probably fine in the old days uh, because everyone could get a kind of a slot in, but nowadays he's thinking it's maybe not so fair. Um, number of slots at races. Uh, I don't have too many issues, but this doesn't seem to be fair in some races like New Zealand. But again, slots. As we were talking to Jane a while back, was that slots yeah. is mainly about how much you
1: want to put? The race organisers want exactly. to pay to have those slots. Yeah. Uh, um, Rich Coleman from the USA, from uh, UK, not UK, USA. Uh, he says lottery in eBay, no way. Uh, he says this is a world championship, and you know, it should be elite. Seventy point three. Also, no. You know, you can easily do a good half Ironman and be um, pretty ordinary over Ironman distance. Yeah. Uh, And he'd prefer to see the distribution of qualification slots granted to the ratio where you've got the maximum number of entries accepted. So that would mean that New Zealand would effectively get less slots because we only have, say, 1,100 people versus Canada, which maybe has about 2,500. So that's the point he's trying to make there.
0: Okay, so um, Fegan, he's come
1: along he said, and he got the DVD. Oh, uh, yep. yeah, driving
0: he's driving on DVD. Yeah. Nice work. Um, he's basically saying that it's a company they are out to make money. They want people to do 70.3 rather than ITU long-distance long races, and so obviously they're using the Kona as a bit of an appeal for that. Um, do you think many people do 70.3s to qualify for Kona? No, it's quite difficult. You've really got to be <clears> the top. Top of your age group to qualify, there's not many slots. Yep, yeah, okay. Um, slots at races, well, if an event wants more slots, they need to get yep, that's totally fair. eBay lottery wasn't in the original terms of sales of the brand, but
1: uh, members, blah, blah. Yeah, I think because when they first, the whole I Man thing, when it was just Kona and when they sort of sold it and made it more of a business, it, part of the deal was that there was still going to be that sort of people can participate and they do not not necessarily trying to make it a whole big elite thing so I think that was what he's trying to refer to there.
0: He's got a good point here he's saying how about running the Ironman Kona or Hawaii over two days so actually having two races. I, feel like, I think that's a
1: fantastic idea yeah. logistically it'd be very very difficult to do it I think you know to shut shut the island down basically for two days I think they have enough problems shutting it down for one day but in
0: theory I think no, it's yeah I do career. like that yeah, because then you can get more people there so they're going to make the money that they're looking for it's not going to be an overloaded race you know you're not going to have the drafting problems that we're having at the moment um, people feel they'll get a fewer race this way and then people you can obviously get more slots around the world to races so well, uh, well this, yeah, is, like this.
1: This, this is what happens with the World uh, ITU World Champs. It works really well because they have the age group race one day and then mm. they have the elites and yep. like the under-23s the next day, so that's automatically got a good crowd there. Yeah. And, uh, and the age group is like it. It's an extra buzz. They get to go and do their thing yeah, and hard the as hard as they like and then watch the guns. So it works really well. Whether they could do it at Kona or not, I don't know, but I, I agree. I think it would be a fantastic day. Maybe cut the numbers in the elite race to, say, I don't know, 1,000 or something so yep. it is really elite. And then uh yeah, you're having a a, a free for all sort of on the uh, on the day before. But yeah, no, yeah. Realistically I don't, I don't think it ever happened. Good thinking about. Yeah. I was was well he wasn't really commenting on this, he was saying something about <laughs> the cycling news saying Bevan should have been in there for the uh on the team NASCAR with the, the mullet. The mullet. Yeah. Nice. Nice. I would have been there if they asked me. Yeah. Um, okay.
0: So Phil from Farm UK, think the slots are really hard, really unfair. Okay, they always go to the really fast and healthy types. <laughs> what's uh, what's about us slow beer drinking, pie eating wannabes towards the back? Um, I know I'll never really fast and qualify for Kona I'm okay with that I won't enter the lottery because I feel I wouldn't have won my place which I and he hasn't earned it Racing at Kona should be a privilege you work to gain not a prize or a raffle or a sale item Mm -hmm. Phil eating pies and loving it Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I kind of agree I'm not a big fan of the lottery I do like the eBay thing because I think they can give a little bit away for charity, and it, the, the money thing yep. is pretty cool. The lottery, I, I don't even necessarily hate the lottery. I just think the, the amount H- of people... Hate's are strong I know, it? and I'm not. I'm a lover. <laughs> I'm a lover, not a fighter. But I think that with the lottery, the, the amount of people that they're giving to the lottery is the I issue.
1: Say, <laughs> get rid of, I say get rid of the lottery. Well, if
0: they had like 50 or 100, you know, maybe. Yeah, but, I say get rid of the lottery. Okay, you're a hardcore.
1: <laughs> and you'll finish it off. Uh, so, so Jeff uh, says he 100% agrees with Mark. Supposed to be the world champs. Those that get there by other method other than winning a slot in Man should hang their head in shame. Hang your head in shame. <laughs> uh, so, so those who have won it by lottery, we don't think that. <laughs> <laughs> So my view is I say get rid of the lottery. Uh, I think I, I understand the concept, uh, but I think there's enough races out there now. I think one of the things, when it used to be Hawaii, and you know, say in North America there was Hawaii and there was Canada, and there weren't really many other Ironman races, then I think there's definitely a place for Ironman. But for the people who just want to go out there and say, I'm an Ironman, uh, there's so many races now they can go and do. And so I would like to see Kona become a much more an elitist thing and it's difficult to qualify, and the best are there. I I agree with you. I think the eBay thing is is perfectly fine because that's only probably, what, five slots or something like that. I don't have a problem with that.
0: I do think that one thing they could do, and we've talked about this in the past, and I think it's a really cool idea, is that if you've done 10 IMN anywhere around the world, that you then instantly can qualify for Kona, because yep. I think yep. that yep. sure you know maybe you haven't actually reached the level where you've deserved to qualify, but I think if you've put that much time and commitment and money into the sport, you deserve some recognition. And I yeah. think that you know for the people who have done ten, and if you haven't done Hawaii, and you know obviously when you've done ten, that's something you've thought about over the time yeah. that you should be rewarded. Yeah. you know, and you and you maybe you get you get your slot
1: and you get four years to use it or something, or you go yeah go on a wait list or something like that, and, yeah. you, and you slowly make your way. But up.
0: you know, how many people have done 10 9 then? Mean, yeah, exactly. You know? And so for me, I think that's a really fair way because I just think that, you know, like like Ted, you know, he's done he's done 10 now and yeah. you know he's a, he's a pretty decent athlete and he's he's kind of just missed out a few times and um, I'm sure if he got the opportunity he'd take it. And yeah. you know, he, if anyone deserves it, it's Ted. I think
1: that's a fair point. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of 70.3 qualifying, it's it's a tricky one because if you've got any other sort of championship race, and I know say. Say for an Olympic distance, or say you're a swimmer or a runner, it's you know your event's not going to take that much out of it out of you. But if you're aiming to be in peak condition for Kona, it's very difficult to do two Ironmans, especially say in the North American yeah. summer. So while I don't really like the idea of the 70.3 qualifying, um, I can kind of see how it sort of fits in. If I was trying to go to Kona to win my age group, I wouldn't really want to be doing Yeah, but Yeah, but Man. then there's some favourites, isn't there? Because what about the other people who never saw the other side of the world
0: who don't get that advantage? You yeah. know, like, I think it's fair game. Yeah. I'm yeah. going hardcore on that one, mate. Yeah, good. Yeah, you know, because I just think, okay, let's say you're doing, you know, you do a 70.3, you know, we're both of a similar ability, you do a 70.3 and I do an Ironman to qualify, and we both go to Kona and we're qualified around the same time, well, you have an advantage, mm. and it's unfair. Mm.
1: So We like to keep it fair. Uh, but I think... Um, Overall, I'm, I don't have too much of a problem with the way the qualification system goes at each, each race. Yep. Um, I think a good thing, you know, if you're really serious, you want to go as hard as you can at Kona, I think the best thing you can probably go and do is try and qualify as it, like early as, fl- or, as early as possible or go to Florida or Wisconsin or one of the later races, which gives you a slot to the following year. Yep. So you're basically working on like a two-year plan. I think if you really want to nail Kona, I think that's the way to do it rather than, say, trying to race... Coeur d'Alene or, or France or Switzerland are saying the middle of the season and trying to back up with Kona again, I think that's reasonably difficult.
0: Mm, nice. So anyway, so good discussion this week. know, anyway, next week, so we had a question from, who was it on the Skype question last week? I can't remember now. can't remember actually. Maybe Joe. I think it was Joe. If it wasn't. We'll, we'll call him Joe. Yeah, Joe. Good old Joe. <laughs> and uh, Joe was just basically saying, we were talking about the way you could qualify, actually just do a race in North America. We're just <laughs> nowadays that the races are, especially the ones particularly in America or in Canada, the same, isn't it? That you're, yeah, the, the day they open it up, it sells out. And so is there a better way to actually be able to let people enter the race other than just first in, first serve? You know, should it be uh, maybe a qualification system or should they have a lottery? Yeah,
1: <laughs> I, I think that they should have lotteries for those sorts of races. Okay. Um, and and so if you miss Wait, out wait or, back it up. Yeah, okay. Because there's next week's discussion. Control wait, yourself. Maybe you have to pre-record this. Oh, this, this is going to gonna be a three-week discussion, isn't it? Yeah. No, because I'm
0: not here next week either. Yeah, Okay. Well, we'll
1: put it up there and we'll discuss it at some stage. Yeah, we'll
0: discuss it when we're both back. Um, so, so yeah, so what's a way that IWTC can actually think of to actually make it fairer for people to get into the race? Or is it fair how they're doing it now? Should it just be first in, first served? Um, so that's the discussion for this week. And that is the news for this week.
1: Website of the week
0: Okay So this week We do get better at that Every week don't we We do
1: This week (laughs) This week Good old Uli 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 who uh, drinks water And doesn't drink energy drinks Hardcore And that's if
0: if you want to do nine hours He wouldn't get done for drugs No He wouldn't (laughs) No Because he doesn't do any
1: supplements Hardcore Yeah so uh, we haven't been at sub-nine hours, so we can't, you know, yeah, early yeah. desert water. I'm not, I'm not doing something this next time. <laughs> so um, he sent in a website called
0: runnersweb.com. Which is basically just a great resource for everything running, isn't it? Yeah.
1: You go on there, there's forums, there's uh, race calendars, there's articles, there's editorials, there's news, there's photos, there's whatever you need to know. So It's a, just a really good running resource. Uh, so it's runnersweb.com. It's not There's, the prettiest website, to be honest. not. There's lots of adverts flashing all over the place. Yeah, don't, I, don't click on those ones. Come back to our website yeah, and click on ours. On but uh, but with anything, it's one of those websites that's got so much content. Like, look at the amount of articles they've got here. Yeah. And, and, uh, it's pretty full on, but I'm sure once you get used to it, you can sort of find your way around. But Early Claims is a great resource for uh, for anything you need to know about running. There you so go. that is our website. Right. Of Actually, order. I have
0: to mention the Pirates because they haven't yeah. talked about the Pirates for a okay. while and, and also uh, some other form as well. Okay.
1: We'll probably try to Glad you mentioned the Pirates. I'm well, sure because,
0: you know, because the Pirates are a forum, although I've been kicked off their forum. Yeah. So Pirates, can you do me a favor? Because I know you're to the show. And what I do, I've, those of you, many of you have probably heard about the show through me talking on the forums. And uh, the Runners World Forum has actually kicked me off their forum because you're not allowed to promote. Yeah. So Runners World, the Pirates, because I'm giving you a plug right here, go on this week, I'm going to go check it out. You know, I can still go on there, I just can't post. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and go on there and just give Iron mean, Talk some love. Yeah. And so we want Bevan to be able to post again about the show because it's great information <laughs> 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 so no anyway, that's it what is it website, website of, the week. of the week this is a sensational age group this week we actually had a couple people send through some um some age groupers uh to to pick yeah and uh, we like that because it makes our jobs easier but this one here it's a beautiful one, isn't it? It is. Because it's about love. It is. You know, because, you know, I love love, and you love love too, don't you, John? If you say you love me, there's going to be some issues John, here. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> if you came to, be around to the iMental shooters before the show today, you would have been a bit. <laughs> it been John a was measuring me up because we were trying to do the top, he's got the tape around me, and it oh, was. It's a beautiful good. thing. It's concerning. But anyway, we got, a, we got an email from Lauren, and Lauren's, Lauren's man, who is it? Jonathan. Jonathan Scott. 25 to 29 in Australia. He'd done pretty good in Western Australia early on in the year and he wanted to have a pretty good bustleton. No, he had a pretty good bustleton and he was hoping to do a pretty good race in where? The Port Macquarie? Port Macquarie. And, uh, so what happened? So he got off the swim, having a pretty good race and then his cassette on his rear wheel broke at the 90k mark on the ride. Rather than giving up, he walked the course in his socks, carrying the bike for an hour and a half until he was able to find a mechanic to find get a new wheel fitted. Uh and then he ended up doing a better run than what he did in Busselton which is pretty good because Busselton pretty fast course isn't it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, finished with 12,
1: 19, 49, 48 and uh so very proud would have been interesting to see what he did if he didn't have to walk for an hour and a half but uh, yeah fantastic effort oh mate that's awesome eh um, it, It's like
0: you know like that, that's a real deserving age group of the week because it just shows the spirit of the sport eh that's right you know this. this you
1: being cynical there John no, I'd never do I'd never walk for a hour and a half but uh, I think it's fantastic He does it I would it shows that you would not I would I'd sit there on the side I like, had to on the way to Queenstown yeah um but no, I think it's fantastic, you know. Just keeps keeps on going, and you you know you know you are going to get some support at some stage from mechanics. So it yeah. is a case of just carrying on. You're going to lose an awful amount of time, but that's the thing. If you want to finish, um, there will always be a way, and they'll give you anything you need as long as I've got it on board. And there's generally most bike things you can fix, you know, if you if you break things. Do you know
0: what 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 took them so long to help them? An an hour and I a don't half. know. It
1: does seem like an awful long time. Like yeah, I'm in New Zealand. I know they've got several sort of roaming mechanics on the course. So especially in WA, we're not. WA and, and Bussel, uh Port Macquarie where yep. it's a double lat course. so yeah, It's only a 90, but you would have thought they'd have a few mechanics on this. So it's a real
0: bugger. But I um, think in that situation, just as a bit of a tip, is yell out to the cyclist going past and say, if you see a mechanic, point mm, him towards me, because that yeah. way, you know I, know, I know if someone yelled that out to me, I'd actually like when Glow was a fuss, I actually pulled the mechanic over for him. Said, oh, fun Ken because he's stuffed. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And uh yeah. Um but uh, just one thing there, I always carry a I mean you can't fit a fix a cassette with an Allen key set, but I always do carry an Allen key set when I uh race just so I can fix little small things yeah. if something comes loose yeah. like an arrow bar or or a drink bottle holder. Yeah. <laughs> is
0: that a dig at me, is it? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um um Jonathan, I just want you to tell Lauren that you love her because she did this for you.
1: Yeah. yeah. They both listen, so they can tell each other yeah. they love each other. We love you
0: too. There go. we go. Yeah, there we go. So, so
1: Jonathan, you are uh, our trigger of, of the week. week.
0: Review Centre. So about six months ago, we got an email from Stuart Staple saying that he's written a book on his Iron Man experience. And then he was a pretty good man because a lot of times when people send us stuff through, they only give us one copy. Mm. But Stuart was a wise man. He sent us through two copies, and look at this—he even signed it for us.
1: Signed, autographed,
0: love. The show. Oh, God. Love the show. You guys are spirit of Iron Man, Stuart. And so we've basically just been reading this book over time, and uh, both of us had a chance to read it now. And,
1: and he actually read your one as well, didn't he, John? He did. Did he, he say he loved the show and yours? I
0: don't know. I'm sure he did. Yeah.
1: But it's a good little read. I mean, it's basically uh, Stuart's story of, you know, getting to Iron Man. It was his first race, uh, first Iron Man, and uh, just a good insight. I mean, we've all gone through similar sort of ups and downs and tragedies along the way, and, and everybody's got their own story, but to actually put pen to paper and write a yeah, 200, word,
0: 200 page two hundred page book. block
1: is is good, and I think it's a good read for people who have just perhaps. Got that little seed, and they're thinking about maybe doing an Ironman. Yeah, Man. yeah. It's go real... through a lot of the things that you've got to expect, and it's not an easy path. Ironman, the race at the end of it, you know, it's obviously it's really hard, but it's not really so much about the race. It's about the whole lifestyle change. The journey. And fitting in enough training around, you know, work and family and making sure everything else sort of goes on in harmony. That's the real challenge, you know. The race is difficult, but... I think the thing was with Ironman, with us, with our little community that we have, is that... um
0: we kind of don't recognize how hard it is because we're around people who do it. You know, like, you know, I pretty much hang out with guys who I'm in, and I'm sure a lot of you guys do as well And that um, this book here is really good because, A, for those who have never done it, it gives you some insight into the things you're looking at and then, B, um, it's a good thing to give to your partners for them to have an understanding of what you're going through as well and for them to be a bit more supportive and understand because, you know, they don't really know. They just see you go out on your bike for six hours and kind of, Wonder what's happening to you. So,
1: what you could do, you get them the apron, which we suggested last week. Oh, the apron, and <laughs> get them to the cook your meals. And a book to go and read about what you're going to do. But, uh, we're happy. So the name, the name of the book is not normal behaviour. I'm just going to read the uh, the blurb here. So oh, it's by Stuart. Uh, bored with a somewhat conventional lifestyle and frustrated at merely reading about the adventures of others, Stuart set himself the most challenge. Uh, he himself the challenge of taking part in one of the world's most gruelling events, in Iron Man. With little experience in the world of triathlon. The challenge was huge to swim two point four miles, stop bike one hundred and twelve, and then run a marathon seemed a ridiculous thing to do But then, but then it beat weekend suburban landscape gardening projects totally <laughs> despite countless setbacks, injuries the weather, and his own naivety. In downright stupidity, Stuart Ford is way to the start line in his first Ironman. Not normal behaviour is a personal and often funny account of his inspirational journey, the highs and lows, the lessons learned, the sheer determination required, and the roller coaster ride he took to become an ultra-distance triathlon. Ultra-distance, doesn't it? Ultra-distance. is about turning the volume up on life and single-mindedly setting out to achieve... Perceived Impossible. If anybody wants to get a copy of this book, how do they go about it?
0: Well, you can actually go on our store. Go to Amazon.com. Or go to imantalk.com and click on our store page. Not I, Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Carry on. I'll oh, <laughs> shut up. Just carry on. What were you going to say? You are going to do Gmail, weren't you? you were carry on. <laughs> iMandTalk.com. Go on there. Click on our Amazon store. Now, the, the book isn't is on our page, but then if you go search, go search Not Normal Behaviour by Stuart Staples. Um, they'll, they'll come up on Amazon sells through Amazon. Now, Stuart does have his own or Amazon thing happening, but we're going to take a bit of the profits. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, Stuart, sorry about that, but you're making money as well, so it's all good. Um, and uh, But get it. It's a really good read, and again, I think it's a really good read to give to people um, you know and it is funny it's, it's good value so it's our
1: product, product review center. center thank you very much Stuart for sending it in if anybody else has any products or anything like that that you want us to review send in two and yep. we'll uh, we will get on to it I want to see I want to
0: get those nuns to send us some none. in because I, I want to try to yeah. but a nun anyway one two
1: three four high five so some issues we've had you know everybody has it unless you live out in the middle of nowhere is uh, how to ride in the yeah, traffic and the track safely.
0: And this has been a big issue in Christchurch because I don't know if it's the same all around the world, but cycling has become such a popular sport in Christchurch. Yeah. Um, we have a, re- a couple of really big uh, cycling races called La Race and then there's Armstrong Prestige. And they're kind of just races that you get a few of the top guys there, but they're really well participated in um, kind of
1: the recreational f- cyclist events, aren't they? They had a brand new event at the weekend, first time they've ever, ever run it called Round Lake Brunner, and they had. Twelve hundred people racing. Yeah,
0: yeah, and so and they just the cycling has become so huge. But one of the downfalls of that is that traffic management hasn't really planned for this amount of cyclists on the road. And uh, this year, in particular, like in the Cycle Safe Week, they had like three or four major crashes, didn't they? And so mm. one thing that as cyclists is we need to be really responsible for our actions. So uh, John came up with this uh, high five, so you can start off, mate.
1: Yeah. So the first one is you've got you can't give uh, motorists any credit at all for having a brain. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, people, you, when people turn the, the the key in the car, their brain yep. basically shrinks. It's, yep. it's scientifically proven that this does actually happen. There you go. <laughs> and uh, so you've really just got to never give a, a motorist the a benefit of the doubt. Yeah, never assume. To, never yeah. assume they've seen you. Just, just always, yeah, Be safe. Okay.
0: Uh, when coming into intersections um, or roundabouts, keep an eye for potential dangerous drivers. Uh, again it's just no, about no, no. Or,
1: Keep, get eye contact oh, eye contact you're, if you're good at this and, yeah. I,
0: and, uh, and a lot of other people so you can carry on yeah okay well you're basically you're just looking at them to make sure they actually like if they don't see you if they're not looking I think if you, they see you then you know that they've seen you yeah yeah and then, whereas they haven't seen you I'm always a bit apprehensive yeah. going into it I'll slow down deliberately yeah. just in case and
1: Again, you just can't be too cautious, can you? So, yeah, really try to get eye contact. So if you're coming into a roundabout, look across at the car that you're giving way to or they're giving way to you. Make sure that they've seen you. If you get eye contact, then you know they've seen you. But if you don't, you're better off stopping and being, being safe. Yep. Um, just one thing, you know, if you're going, uh, in, in bypasses or anything like that, just never overtake cars on the inside, or, d- or just be really cautious when you're doing, I shouldn't say never overtake, but yeah. just be really cautious, because if they stop, you know, obviously cars can come through, so just be cautious, uh, overtaking on the inside. Yeah,
0: and just with that, be careful going downhill, like I know, like yesterday I was going downhill and I overtook a bus, and, um you know, often going downhill, you go faster than a car, so you will overtake them on the outside. And uh, while that's, you know, maybe the only way you can do it, you do need to be really careful of traffic coming the other way. Um, So if you're going to do that, don't do it on a bend. Make sure you see well ahead of you before you actually do that because that's just a potential accident. Uh, Wear bright clothing in traffic when when you're riding. You might look like a bit of a dick, but but it works. But it's true, you know, like... Um, if you if 're black and it 's dark and or you know you, you just want to do everything to make yourself as visible to a driver as possible and but um, it was funny because I was actually right, driving the car the other day and um, there was a guy. There was two people riding down the road and it wasn't that dark yet, but it was kind of a little bit dark. And one person had, you know, all the geeky safety gear on and another person didn't. And as a driver, it was just so noticeable, the difference. It was just a real good example of why we should do that. So you may not have to have all, you know, the reflector bands and everything, but maybe just one good reflector band and choose if it's going to be a little bit dark
1: and maybe choose a, like a bright-coloured top, like a gold-coloured jersey. Yay. Yeah, yeah. Gold. <laughs> And just a final tip, um, if you do any bunch riding, I'd really suggest avoid uh, bunch riding in traffic. It's just, you know, it's very, very dangerous and you just lose a lot of uh, your personal control. If somebody at the front makes a mistake, um, then you're going to come down so much easier. So if you're going um, bunch riding, just do it in the country (coughs) and and uh, maybe try to meet on the city limits or something like that rather than meeting in a a busy place where you've got to go through lots of sets of lights
0: yeah and you know what the other thing about riding through town is lights are just a pain in the bum yeah yeah you know, get out of town yeah that's good
1: for you so there's just a few general tips on riding safely in traffic yeah and,
0: and you know what it's it's one of the, like for example I was talking to a guy the other day who was actually a really good cyclist and he's actually stopped because of the amount of crashes mm. he's heard of and one of his very good mates got injured you know really severely and uh, you know we are a bike and we have pretty much no protection other than our helmet and a car is a big chunk of metal be, should be tip number six wear a helmet oh yeah because you don't have to wear a helmet everywhere, do you? No. Yeah. Bloody idiots
1: if you don't wear helmets.
0: Yeah, wear a helmet. Don't, honestly, it's there for your need. There we go, it's a high it's six. six,
1: you went over, actually. It's a high six. Oh, back it up. Anyway, it's yeah,
0: high five for this week.
1: Coach's
0: Corner. Coach's Corner. This is an interesting one this week because, uh, tell
1: me some more, John. It's, it's a topic dear to my heart. <laughs> Why It's hair, hair removal. To wax or to shave. Well, there's a few other alternatives as well. To uh, be honest, I'm quite fortunate
0: at the department. I'm not that hairy. Like, upper body, I've got no hair at all. i will give you a few sprouts and my chest. Ah, uh,
1: yeah. Okay. Uh, so John. I'm, I'm the complete opposite. John. I'm a bit of a Yogi Yeah. There's a fair amount of hair covering me, so uh, I thought you know I might be able to share a few tips with people who are maybe newer to the sport and, and uh, considering how to remove their hair from their legs or, or other parts of your anatomy. Okay, this is going to be interesting. <laughs> but the first part is really to understand why you should be, we're, we're more focusing on legs than anything, um, so probably a lot of the females who've been shaving or waxing or whatever for their whole lives might might but switch you know off here. It's so common for guys to do it anyway nowadays, a mm-hmm. lot of guys do it, don't they? Yep. Yeah but they might not understand why they're doing it. I don't, because I'm a man. You don't. I'm a man's man. That's what I am. (laughs) Um, So the main reasons why you want to be uh, removing the hair from your legs, the main reason I do it is for massage purposes. You've got hairy legs and you try to go get a decent sports massage It'll be so bloody painful. You won't even want to ever want to, admit to go back. That, yeah, because it's yeah. just pulling at your ears. It just pulls at your ears, yeah. and uh, it's it's no fun for you, and it's actually no fun for the masseuse either. It's very very hard work on their hands as well. So that's the main S- main reason. It's number two, speed. You do get speed gains. <laughs> <Never. laughs> I can tell you, you definitely get speed gains. It's like three k to your time. <laughs> Does it's deep. guarantee it? That's why Bevan's just so bloody slow these days. He has, <laughs> he'd shaved his legs. He would have gone. He would have beaten Cameron Brown by New Zealand. <laughs> speed. <laughs> so, so, what's the theory behind the speed? Well, it's reducing the air resistance <laughs> on the bike. It's all about <laughs> air resistance. When you're in the water, it's reducing the resistance on the water. There and you go. Uh, yeah, well, that has got have minutes. To guarantee this. it does. And then uh, here we go. The ego. Oh, a feel I no, think that's where it gets to speed no no uh, also if you cut, if you fall off your bike or if you get any cuts or grazes yeah. this is another of the main reason why cyclists do it is uh, they heal up a lot quicker and they don't get, uh, don't well, get it's, it's more the gravel getting in your hairs isn't it yeah and stuff like that Yeah. so uh, your, your rate of recovery is a lot quicker and here we go and see and I get
0: given crap for being a pretty boy and I don't shave my legs but athletes like the look they do <laughs> it, what's that about they do I know, so, I know half years do it anyway but guarantee if you bloody had hairy legs you'd
1: be the first to shave them well maybe I'm maybe I'm just fortunate. Anyway, okay, so so give us some lessons, mate. So we've got shaving, that's one technique you can use. Um, the positives of shaving. Well while well,
0: you're talking about shaving, you said look at this, I've got this new Gillette what is it called? Fusion six blade razors. Six blades. Look at that. It's oh, yeah. so good. I need to shave like every two weeks. <laughs> Literally just vroom, fusion. They need to sponsor us. They
1: anyway. do actually. Yep. Good point. Um, so the positives are it's nice and convenient. Yeah, you can you can do it at home, it's nice and private. You don't have to worry about any of your, your rugby head mates seeing you get going and getting your legs waxed or anything. And most people probably think it's cheaper. It does take quite a long time. Does it? Um, how long does it take to shave your legs? Well, for me, if I was going, if they were hairy, it'd take me bloody ages. Really? Uh, but
0: when you do them, okay, so let's say you're doing it for the first time. Do you use clippers first to
1: actually make the hair? Yeah, definitely. Okay. You, wanna, you don't want to go shaving. If you've got long hairy legs, you don't want to shave them with a razor. You want to trim them down and then go on with a razor. Okay. So would you trim scissors or clippers? Clippers. Okay. So you have to go and buy them. So most people think it's cheaper, but it does actually take quite a bit of time, whereas waxing is, is pretty quick. Because... Um, why is it quick? Because you just go in there, it's... Okay, whew okay. Whew okay. Okay, so the negative sides of shaving is uh, you can cut yourself you're an inexperienced shaver it's pretty easy to cut yourself especially around your ankles and knees and uh yeah so that's one of the downfalls on the other side uh, also your hair grows back quicker and thicker quicker and thicker Mm. so for me if I when I used to shave my legs I had to shave them pretty regularly you know I couldn't just do it oh so you don't shave at the moment no no come on on to that um so I, you know, it just I'd have to do it maybe twice a week. Or oh really? Or probably once a week. See, for shaving I'm just too my legs. lazy. I can't be bothered doing that. Crap. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So they, they, if you're a very, very hairy person, they will grow back really quickly. So
0: when, when, when you stop, like, you know, let's say you shave your legs for 40 years, when you
1: stop, do you become a gorilla? I think they're they're, they're going to be me. <laughs> well, okay. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would definitely. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, you know. and then uh, the other thing, uh, it makes a mess of your bathroom.
0: Oh, and you get told off.
1: You do get told off for that. Belinda give you a bit of shit about this. She she doesn't, but that's because I don't shave my legs anymore. Uh, but did, okay. when you did? Yeah, uh, I don't think I've ever shaved my legs since. I've, I've been I've been on the, the waxing side for a uh, while. Oh,
0: okay. So you've actually
1: gone to the dark side. Okay. So tell me about the waxing side. The waxing positives. It's quick. Uh, it's just whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. yep yep. You go in and out, and I mean to go in and for me to get my legs waxed is probably um, I don't know twenty minutes, something like that. Now. Okay. So it's nice and quick. Wait a second. So how long does it take to shave? It'd take me bloody ages if I, if I was really hairy you'd take bloody ages really? yeah oh um, I that so and the good thing is it lasts ages um, when you get your legs waxed that's the that's main thing like I'd get them waxed and probably often wait you know maybe a good six to eight weeks before I'd get them done again okay. but I'd get a fair amount of regrowth in that period but it lasts ages yep. whereas shaving I'd have to shave every week yep um, and I find the after effect feels better the feel is a good thing <laughs> I like the feel of the wax it's
0: more smooth because yeah, it's yeah. smooth <laughs> The Put ne- a little bit of moisture on afterwards to give you more smoothness.
1: So you're oh. jumping ahead here. Oh, okay, back it up. The negatives. Negatives. It's got to hurt like hell, doesn't it? It does hurt. Yeah. It does hurt. And I don't get my I don't get my bikini line done. <laughs> you don't.
0: Do you know what? This is sad. I can't believe I'm in this. I did bodybuilding years ago and I had to get my bikini line done. Oh. And I got it done at this place. And I tell you, I went in and she had to move my package over and it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't pretty. And it really hurts. Oh, yes. I was in a world of hurt. I so, mean uh, And yeah. it had to be my underarms as
1: well. Oh, oh that was just stupid. So the the thing is that your calves and your shins and stuff, they don't actually hurt that much. But the further you go up your legs the more. So it and hurts. the thighs must just be. Yeah, yeah, that's murder. A source, So uh, It does hurt. Again, it probably is a bit more expensive um than, than shaving. And the other the thing is you do need to wait. Is it for, so wait a second, so let's say is it because it, it depends how valuable your time is to you. No, but um, even like how much does it cost to get a wax sun here? Uh, probably about, what did I pay, probably about 40 bucks. And it lasts like you? Probably a good six weeks, probably up to eight weeks. And on, on how long would a razor blade last year? Uh, Do you use one per time? No, I'd probably one every four or five times, something like that. Oh, okay, well that's different. But yeah, it's just different. also the time thing um, yep. as yep. well. You yep. can go and just jump in there at lunchtime or something and get it done, so... You know, I, I don't think the actual price difference between shaving and waxing is as big as people think. Like yep. a lot of people might think oh, waxing is way more expensive, but I think if you did all the time and stuff, it probably isn't. Yep. Uh, you do need to wait for regrowth. Um, so you, you know, if you're a, a shaver, you just constantly keep shaving; you can be smooth all the time. All the time. Whereas if you're waxing, you do have to wait for a bit of regrowth. But the softer here. That go through, isn't it? That's Cause right. It's taking the root out, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. But you've got to wait till that gets long enough so they can pull the next slide out. So yep. you do have to have a bit of regrowth, but some people might not like the look of that. No, because
0: it's not athletic. Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't
1: have a problem with that. Uh, the other issues you might have is you get ingrown hairs, um, which I know a lot of people have issues for. So the key is you've got to exfoliate. <laughs> <laughs> God, this, I can't believe I'm actually doing this. <laughs> I thought it was a really good idea at the start. <laughs> you do need to exfoliate. You yep. get an exfoliating glove, which is like a kind of flannel thing over your hand, and you've really got to rub... Leg, rub your, leg, your legs nice and hard and uh, and make sure that you just... And you have to do it every time you shower? No, would you, you need to do every time you shower for the first, maybe say the week, for example, after you've had it done, to make sure you don't get any sort of uh, ingrown hairs or anything. And does it
0: hurt? I mean, does um when you get an
1: ingrown hair, does it hurt? It can do, yeah. I mean, it can get, it just gets, it doesn't necessarily hurt, but it can get infected and swell up and mm. look pretty gross. A little pussy yussy. Yeah. Um, okay. So you need to exfoliate and then you need to use something like 10 Skin, for example, which, which is, is like an alcoholic type. Um, Mate, this sounds, sounds like a lot of hard work. It's not, trust me. If I can do it, Anybody can do it. Oh, that's right. You need some sort of alcoholic formula, just to again. That also helps with the, the healing process. The healing process from the past. So that's the difference between waxing and shaving. Okay, John. So are there other methods? There are other methods, and I've tried these other methods. Okay, so give me some from love. Experience epilady. That's when they. That's like mega painful, isn't it? <laughs> epilady. <laughs> the epilady is your little like handheld sort of razor type thing. It's got a little spinning wheel on the top yeah, of it, yeah. And so it's sort of you pull you take it up your leg, and it just plucks, it's yeah. like plucking. It is quite painful. I have an empty lady, and uh, it's probably not my preferred choice. Um, it is very, very cheap because once you've bought it, you know you don't have to pay for anything yep. except for maybe about one cent of power when yep. you're actually doing it. It is quite cheap. It's quite messy, and it does hurt quite a bit. Really. So, is it effective? Uh, it is effective because yep. it plucks the hairs out. Um, but but I'm, getting, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking of it. Okay, <laughs> and we've got Veet. and the final one is, is Viet's Just a brand name. I'm not sure if it's a worldwide brand, but it's basically a. Um, oh,
0: that's what burns it off. The cream
1: that you sort of put, cover your legs or whatever part you're trying to, uh, to remove the hair from, and it kind of just kills the hair, and you just sort of you put it on, and then you kind of leave it on for I don't know, I can't remember how long, and then you sort of scrape it off with like a spatula. Yeah. I found it to be very ineffective. It's basically like shaving, so it leaves all the roots in. Um, uh, and it just okay. takes it off. So you've got to do it quite regularly, uh. and it absolutely stinks. No, really? So I wouldn't recommend this method.
0: Now, one method that John hasn't actually brought up, but Ooh. you can get hair removal, so it never goes back. Yeah, takes a long time. My mate of mine got his back done, and uh, really? yeah, he said it took it took like six months, but it took a long, long time, and you have to go and it wasn't that. Ex- it was quite expensive as well, yeah, yeah, I was but. Um. But once they, done, but they
1: because with that they like zap each hair. Phone, yeah, that, for somebody like me, that would take
0: <laughs> Five a five-year
1: job. A Was he a hairy guy or not?
0: Uh, I don't know. He's going to hairy. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So
1: yeah, that is that is. But fun, he did he did like it because
0: you know once it's gone it's gone. Yeah, but
1: uh, I had my chest done once. Did you? And I've got a lot of hair on my chest. <laughs> And and I did it, it in France and the, I didn't actually do the trimming trim method yeah. and I had this poor old French lady. and I didn't speak much French at this stage and she Ooh. was just reading herself I, I I had to get like half of it done and then go back the next day. <laughs> so I, I didn't go that swimming that day with half a chest of hair on but I was in
0: this modelling once and this guy on the catwalk and he was quite hairy so he got it all wax. the day we were modelling came up and it was all big blots oh, of yeah, red yeah, welds yeah, and yeah, blood yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: everywhere yeah definitely definitely oh that was sensational so there you go so my right. feminine side has come out there you go It's beautiful you know, all that's your a, tips Coach's Corner yeah. this is a great triathlon podcast yeah <laughs>
0: Maybe we should change the topic. We should go into health and beauty. <laughs> health and beauty with Coach John Newsom. <laughs> anyway, uh, we gonna go questions and answers. Ready? Questions and answers. So, uh, first of all, we had a cook qu- uh, for Rich Coleman. and You can't believe what he just heard on 55. Okay, he's giving I, a shit at the Epic Camp.
1: I mean, uh, about the, April uh, day. April day, yeah. Yeah, we, we, we got so many emails. But a few people sucked in. Andrew Charles, we know he got
0: sucked in. Yeah, we suck you, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, obviously. Um, uh okay, he's just giving a shit about that. Okay, next up we've got Karen or Kat and what she's saying? She's saying she's new half Iron Man and we're here in Vegas. And uh Vegas is actually Road of Vegas, which Rota is Vegas. up in
1: North Island, South New Zealand. Otherwise known as Rota and Yeah. And there's a new yeah, it's a new Half Iron Man that's gonna be coming up, but it's an off road half Iron Man, so I'm sure that's gonna have quite a bit of an appeal. I think it's actually in November, so it's quite a cool sort of pre season one to do. Maybe it was a bit of cross training. Yeah. So uh we we'll, Bevan will put a link up there. It's uh n dash duro dot co dot nz, and uh, you can go on there and you can find out about this new uh, this new event in New Zealand. Yeah, and,
0: and one thing that's really cool, for you, it looks like a company who's pretty well, pretty good at putting events on. Because mm. sometimes cool. when you get events, you get people who are, bit Mickey Mouse's their first event, and you go along and you re- really can tell it's their first event. And then you get a companies who have done quite a few, and they kind of have learnt their mistakes. And uh, I'm really basing this on the
1: images on their website, but it looks like they're pretty sharp. So. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Next one was from James Flint, and he uh, sent in the email a little while ago about the outer box. Yeah. And when I actually listened to the episode, uh, we didn't actually explain what an outer box was. Okay, well, w- well, wait a second.
0: Back it up, because he's actually saying he's replaced the outer box with what is called a Swim P3 from Finnis. And... uh so what it is is that when you're swimming, like I know, I find when I do a long step by myself, I find it like if I'm doing a three k straight or a four k straight, something long, I find it hard work, you know, counting down. You, you create these amazing mathematical equations, don't you? Do you do that? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. What do you do? What do you do when you do a long swim, like just a straight swim? I'm uh, watching the clock. I'm checking my technique. I'm main, mainly watching the clock, so checking my splits. Uh, so and that helps count. me. That helps me account as well, because I know if I'm going through, say, I'm holding. Uh, 120, 100s, I use a clock to count, so I know when it's on a 20, I've done a 100, and when it's yeah. on a 40, and yeah. then I, just, I use that to count, otherwise I lose count really easily.
0: So I, just do, I do a count to 10 method on the 25 pool. Count to 10, okay, now 12 more 10s to go, and then I'm breaking it down. Yeah. But anyway, um, so an outer box was a device that you can put an iPod in, uh, generally like a nano, and uh, it's basically like a sealed kind of plastic box, and... Um, you can put that in and then you can go swimming with it. And with that, they gave you some, um, some earplugs that are waterproof and you kind of basically stick them into your ears. And so then when you're swimming, um, you, you know you can listen to a podcast or some audio. But he's saying that he got a, some feedback from a friend. The Swim P3 from Finnis was much better. And so he went and had a look at it and uh, he said it was the sound was 300% better and it actually improves when you get into the water. Instead of earphones, it has a rounded things that sit on the bones in the front of your ears.
1: Oh, that's like the um, Oakley sunglasses, isn't it? The ones that uh, that have the MP3 player in them. Okay, yeah. They, they yeah. don't actually go... I don't think they go into ears. They go into next to your ears. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, so he just thinks it's a really good device. So... Um yeah, 13, 18, yeah eight, I, don't, I don't actually have a link to the website. So, if you want to go to Google and just go Swim P3 from Finnis, um, and I, I really do think it's a good device, it's something I, I'm really considering buying because I do find long swims by myself. Maybe
1: they could send us in and we could trial it. Actually, that's a great idea.
0: Two of them. Yeah. <laughs> Two of them. And just for the record, this is from a few weeks ago, but he, he, I'm going to take credit for this. He goes, On another topic, I agree that hot cross buns without <laughs> a bun, without a cross, is a bun. Yeah. An almost Zen like statement from Bevan. Yeah. They might have to go on the. The, the highlight moments of the, the next year yeah, that's right It's beautiful anyway
1: oh so we've got another There's one another one here, this one here is from uh, Chris Leach it's not the Christchurch Chris Leach it's yep. a different one oh we've got two Chris Leaches um, but this is an idea that I thought was quite a good idea because um, I'm not such a big fan of wearing um, music devices or um, well, like, how, are you, something... how are you finding your iPod uh, it's alright but yeah. I'm yeah <laughs> but just when I'm on uh, i probably turn it off when I'm doing sort of main set work. yeah totally yep. but um, yeah I'm using it a bit uh, but he's sort of saying that box is a great product for, for when you say you're injured and you've got to do a bit of uh, deep water running, a bit of aqua jogging. Oh, he said he's found yeah. it fantastic. Because I, can, I, I, I can understand how people get a bit bored when you're swimming, but I can completely understand how people uh, get bored out of their brains aqua jogging. On the first day of Epic Camp when you guys went for that yeah. run and I was aqua jogging for an hour. <laughs> oh, that's pain. Yeah. So I agree. And right. there's no intensity in aqua jogging. No. It's really hard to get to work. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's a good, good tip there, Chris. If anybody's injured in aqua-jogging out-of-box or the swim thingy from Finnis yeah. is a great idea. Okay,
0: Adrian Del the Klerk. Finally, a question. So what do you want to be... Re- well, okay, what's a realistic time goal for this race? And in- Let me do this, people. Well, I've done really? my prep.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Adrian's done a couple of halves last year. He did the Ralphs uh, 5430 in Boulder. Uh and he signed up for the Disney half at the end of May, so that's coming up pretty, pretty, well, pretty soon. Yep. And his training's been going really well. And his question is, what do you think a realistic time goal, if all goes well? Yep, um, very, very difficult if he. Going from course to course, I'd say don't even bother about setting um, time yep. goals because the courses are so different it's impossible to tell. So what I'd really be suggesting you do instead is uh, aim for you know, riding a negative split on the bike and run getting faster as you go through the bike, getting faster as you go through the run um, and aiming to run really strong and working on your heart rate and perceived effort rather than focusing on a time um, because the time's just going to end up being what it is at the end of the day. Uh, when you come back to these events the following year, providing they're using the same course, that's when you can actually start trying to maybe set yourself some time goals. But when you're doing it for the first time, I'd say uh, probably avoid that.
0: Okay, so so it's more objective-based, so eh? Yeah. Than, than results-based. Yeah. Okay, so and Adrian's also just wondering on tips and tricks on increasing the odds of actually getting into a race an uh, in Ironman in North America. So that's a great discussion. Maybe we should do it for this week's discussion.
1: Have we got a discussion for this week? No, but that's this week's discussion. Oh, okay, yeah, right. yeah Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Come on, mate.
0: Wake up. He's making, like, when we, we had a bit of a break a minute ago, he's making all these funny noises. What's happening to you, mate? It's early. It's early Monday. Uh, it's because the kid's coming along. I thought we could do for a discussion a week. I think it's a brilliant one. Name your child. Uh, we're not doing that until after. Bevan James Newsom. Sounds brilliant. Yeah.
1: I can, I can assure you, Bevan is not on the list. <laughs>
0: okay uh, Stuart Steele um, blah, blah, blah. pooing on the bike if you okay this is a really good one so we had our pooing on the bike a very popular discussion that pooing we pooing on had. the bike pooing I'm on the bike <laughs> you're not
1: going to have a feature on pooing on
0: the bike it's not something we, we uh, recommend we may get desperate for content one day don't yeah. say no never say <laughs> never um, so if you look at most pairs of running sh- um, shorts they have a little foldy pocket in it and uh, it's a good piece place to put some toilet paper at the end of the day isn't it and we didn't yep. give that tip
1: yeah, that's a good tip. Yeah. I always take toilet paper. I don't know, I wouldn't say always, but I regularly take toilet paper when I go out for a long run. I yeah. uh, did it at the weekend, actually. When I went. Another good tip is when and you... In that won. race? No wonder the girl beat you. <laughs> <laughs> When you're going to a race, uh, say a small-scale race or something, and you know they're not going to have lots of porta potties <laughs> take some toilet paper with you. I did it at the weekend, came up trumps, nice. went to the toilet, three toilets there, no toilet paper whatsoever. The toilet in the toilets? No toilet paper in the toilets. Oh, so, Hand in the pocket. I've got hand in the pocket. No. Did you share your leftovers? No, I didn't share my leftovers with <laughs> anybody. So take toilet paper to races when you're going to small scale races.
0: Okay, so anyway, Paul from Oxford, UK. Love the Oxford, UK. Go, Paul. My mate lived in Oxford. For- you lived in Oxford, didn't you? No, oh. I
1: lived in Bristol. Bristol.
0: Bristol. Okay. Uh, sorry. Um. One dumb last
1: question. No, no. I'll, I'll go through his top question first. Okay. Uh, he basically, commute, because of his job, uh, commuting and family commitments, he's a pure weekend warrior. Yeah. Do oh, any this training, is a great question, isn't do it? doesn't do any training during the week yep. and just trains at the weekend. And he's sort of saying, do you know of any weekend warriors that do really well from such a small level of training? So there's no training during the week. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, wow. I'd say that's That's very, a hard thing very, to do. Very, very difficult to do Ironman on that sort of training. I think you can get away with doing short course and yep. you can do maybe a half. Maybe yeah. a half. But I'd say if you're going to do Ironman, I'd say you're really probably going to have to make some sacrifices in the other part of your life. Yeah. Uh, if you really want to do it justice, if you're really a really talented athlete, you'd probably blag your way through the swim and the bike okay, but I think you'd probably end up walking a- around. And even then, it's just going to be a finish race, isn't it? It's yeah, not going to be a great race. So <laughs> my suggestion would be um, maybe just do some more short course stuff and so on, and I think you could probably do reasonably well at that but I think in terms of trying to do an Ironman on two days training a week, and given that you've got a family, you're probably not going to be able to devote all day, say Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. I think it'll be a really big ask. Never say never, like you said. Never say never. I I think you're not really going to... Basically, the
0: question is, is where can I find more time in my life if I want to commit to this? Because... um, you basically need to maybe write down everything you do in your life and then think, okay, what am I willing to sacrifice or where can I get support from other areas to so I can find some time during the week because as John's saying, it's it's you you, you kind of you don't want it to be a disastrous experience no. and if you're only doing two days training a week and although there may be big big days yeah, unless you've got an amazing sporting background, it's going to be a real struggle, eh?
1: Even if you can maybe get half an hour in the middle of each day to either go for a swim yep. or, a, or a run yep. and then do your biking at the weekend, I think then you could get by. If you would yep. say, alternate days, half hour swim, half hour run, half hour swim, then at least you'd be getting some fitness during the week.
0: Because I think all of us make a sacrifice, like you all make a sacrifice by doing an Ironman and we, you know, for example, music's my sacrifice, I love playing music and I just don't have time in my life now because I have chosen a sport. And um, and that's a compromise I make. And so you need to really think, wow, what are the things I'm willing to compromise? And, and I think the people around you are really key to actually helping you do that. And mm. if, if it's only, if you say, look, it's going to be 16 weeks, and you know, you said that all really clearly from the start, then, then they have a better understanding. Paul actually had another question. Do you want to do
1: this one? Yeah. So his last question, and I often get... I I had this again from somebody, uh, one of the athletes that I coached this week who's who's new to the sport. And it's, again, it's a back to our favourite topic, peeing on the bike. Why is it our favourite topic? Paul's question is uh, something he's never really understood when you're peeing on the bike. Do you get your willy out or do you just pee in your pants? Answer,
0: Bevan. Well, I pee in my pants
1: pair of my pants. Yeah, but I've seen Willies out. I have. <laughs> Molina is a great one. He's <laughs> th- got the willie, the willie out and going for a- The amazing thing about Molina is he doesn't slow down. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He will just pull off the back of the bunch. You know, about five minutes off the back, he'll keep that speed up. Maybe we shouldn't be telling people this. Maybe we should. He's a friend of the show. He understands. Um, just so- ruined his reputation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All his clients will be leaving him. <laughs> Uh, but no basically the secret is you pee on your bike and your pants when you're racing hey come on girls don't have the option exactly although maybe if there's a chick out there listening to the show let us know but if you do watch the Tour de France riders and so on they pee on the bike and they do flop it out
0: oh do they yeah do you watch okay yeah um the only thing I, I, I we did mention this at the time. Once you pee on your pants, make sure before you're going to do it, make sure you have a, a water bottle there so you can actually pour over your pants. It's mainly water coming out of there anyway because you're obviously drunk I mean, drinking a lot of water, so it's generally just you know more water coming out of that part of your body. But um, you do want to kind to be a little bit clean. So you know, always
1: remember to clean your shoes after the race. Blinder always says never go anywhere near as John's shoes after a race <laughs> until I've been cleaned. We, go. we did get an awesome another one from Rich
0: Coleman actually sent us through a link to um, Natasha you, yeah Natasha Badman. just going over her bike um, What was it called? It's called a something. Oh, uh, forgotten now. Can't remember. Yeah, yeah, it's breaking my heart, but um, it's it's a specially designed bike. The same, those like about a thousand of them made in the world, and it's got some really cool, innovative stuff. For example, they've only got an aero bar. There's no bull horns or normal handlebars. there, It's just an aero bar, and um, she so really just talks you through the bike, um, the brakes. The brakes, yeah. So the brakes are really interesting. Because it's only an aero bar, they don't actually have brakes to grip. Brake like um, levers. Brake levers as such. And so on the aero bar, they have this ha- like a, a turning handle thing. You, yeah. you Check it out. We'll put a link to it on the website, um, Talk. But it's, it's really
1: fascinating, eh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, it's interesting. And, her, and her, she doesn't have any drink bottles. She pours her water sort of into the top of the frame, and it goes and stores itself in the middle of the frame. Which I oh, found che- really cheetah. interesting. Cheetah. Cheetah, that's, cheetah, that's, that's right.
0: right. Yeah, I found it really interesting because... The black frame. It's carbon fiber. It must get bloody hot in mm, So I thought so, but I'm mm. sure they've built something in there to ensure it doesn't get too hot. And we did, did get another YouTube link, but we're not going to show that because it was just wrong. Was. There was, yeah. I it off halfway through. We have got some wrong stuff happening. Um, oh,
1: she doesn't use the bike computer at oh, yeah. all. Yeah, yeah, just uses the time. So that's yeah. pretty interesting. But she's she's a special athlete, isn't she? She's pretty oh, amazing. She's, she's phenomenal. And one of the things that is really coming up and through interviewing quite a few of our pro athletes, a lot of them don't use the, the tools the and things yeah. like that. But it's because they do know their body so well, they've been doing it for so long, and they completely understand... Um their, their perceived effort is very, very close to what they're actually doing. Whereas newer athletes in the sport, their perceived effort is going to be, uh, can sometimes often be completely askew.
0: Yeah, which is, which is totally true. It's kind of like, you know, this is kind of a funny comparison, but in group fitness or in dance, when you actually learn to move, at first you need to use mirrors a lot for, to give you feedback. And then yeah. once you understand the feeling, it's totally different. Yeah. Okay, it's just John's uh, put a comment on here. We're, we're getting a lot of emails from when we have a discussion of the week actually people were emailing us with their answers and while, while we like that the whole idea of it is to actually get your, get your views to the mean talk world so if you do have an email answer to one of the blog questions remember go to the blog and do that it's pretty simple you just go on there and push add comment um, on the subject that you want to add to we don't tend to go back and look at old comments ourselves but I'm sure mm. our listeners do um, mm because um, the thing is, is that a lot of you know, you guys tend to listen to it again or the people who are new to listening tend to listen to the older shows and so I'm sure they're going to read what's on there. So if you want to add comments to older ones as well, feel free. But um they won't get we probably won't acknowledge them on the show as such if mm. um you were to do that. So just be aware of that. So uh anyway, Coffees
1: of Hawaii. Coffees of Hawaii dot com. We love those people. We love them. So uh Evan's just pulling up the website for this week, yep. coffeesofhawaii.com, go on there, uh, North American... Did you get an apron? I did get an apron. <laughs> I've got an apron from Tuscany from, for Belinda, that's where I gave her an apron from. Uh, interesting, isn't it? From Tuscany? Tuscany, when we were touring around Italy. Well, that, that is interesting. Very interesting, very romantic, I thought, at the time. And you bought an apron when you went around Tuscany and Italy. Yeah. <laughs> what was that about? I don't know. It was short on, <laughs> short on a present.
0: Okay. Anyway, um, so I pulled up. I pulled out something here. Coffees of Wise is actively involved in the Mo- Molokai community. Major emphasis on funding has been to set aside a partner with the Molokai Canoe Racing Foundation Association to assist with the cutting, hauling, hauling, shipping, and construction of Molokai's first koi. How's that? Koi.
1: Koi canoe. Koi canoe. canoe. Nice. Nice. So it is a, it, you know, um, where they produce this coffee sounds like a fantastic place. The, you know, they they
0: uh, they really okay. I really like what they're doing. Like Coffee of Hawaii they're obviously a kind of a newer company, and they're really trying to get out there. But they are really right from the start have set the foundation of. You know, giving back. You know, a lot of companies, what they do is they kind of get set up and they make their money, and then, you know, it's good PR to actually go out and give back to the community and stuff. And these guys, right from the start, you know, just they haven't been around for a long time and already just giving back to their communities and supporting, like they've really made Triathlon one of the things they want to support. And I just think that's really awesome, mate. Yeah.
1: So, um, like I say, North American listeners, get on there and order, just order through the site. Anybody else in the and world? We'll go for Molokai medium roast because we talked about Molokai. We do. Well yeah. done. There we go. I'll click on it. There it's you go. got a nice, uh, nice picture of a semi-naked-clad. Well, she Hawaiian is naked, lady. isn't she? But Ooh. she's not facing us. Yes. Mm.
0: So, we like so that. delicious Hawaiian-style Molokai blend, medium dark roast, mm-hmm. and it goes for six dollars for seven ounces. Yep. And uh, wow. twenty-four for two pound. And $50 for £5. Pounds. And five yeah, £5. Pounds. And actually, I got an email from some, one of our listeners the other day. Just they, They'd obviously sent through to Iron Coffee's, ordered some and uh, I can't remember I wish I could remember their name right now because I want to give them some credit but sorry about that but um, just they sent BBC B, us in their email and just uh, saying how they're ordering because basically they listen to the show and again just thank you for supporting our show and uh, by supporting Coffees of Hawaii get on um, there and order away and, and the thing we are getting from our listeners is that they're really really happy with the product when they get it so mm. um, go to Coffees of Hawaii Coffees of Hawaii and dot com. And, and, and and but, wait there's, but more. Wait, wait there's more because over the next couple of weeks John's off to where you're off to I'm off to Poland. Off to Poland. We'll go into that a little bit more. But, um, and I'm off to Auckland for a week, and then I'm busy. I'm kind of pretty crazy busy at the moment. So we're going to have the next two shows that are just going to be interviews. And we've got Gordo for a show, and we had a really good interview from last week focusing on power mm. and uh, how, what kind of tools to use, how to use them, and how to get the best out of that and train to them. And then
1: uh, within one of those weeks as well, we're actually catching up with Albert, yes. the Albinator. The Albinator. So we thought, we've thought we been getting a few, um, few of the top pros on lately. And we know that from feedback from guys... Chris, who was kind of like a, a new age grouper. Yeah, but we thought we'd want to get one of the top age groupers. So it's great, you know, Albert's involved with Coffees of Hawaii, but he's also as a top age grouper. you know. Yeah. He's been in the top uh, top handful in Kona in his age group. He's been on the podium, hasn't he? Yep. Yeah, and he finished you know, 23rd, I think it was, California in California overall. 70.3 last week. So really top age grouper and he, the, th- the thing is he's a working age grouper you know you, you get yeah. some age groupers who are top age groupers and they're basically full time athletes but Albert's a worker yeah. Um, so we thought we'd get him on and just get some ideas off him in terms of how he sort of structures uh, life and training around work yeah because he's not just a worker as well he's got a family
0: you know he's got a lot yeah. of commitments and he's he's a quite a good businessman and so it's like um he's a busy man Yeah, busy, he's busy to share some time with us yeah so look, um, really look forward to that and that will probably be over the next couple. I'm not sure if it will be Gordo or Albert first but either or they'll just be listen to up. both shows there you go tell your friends tell your dog anyway um, what else um, Amazon, Amazon?
1: Oh. no you carry on oh
0: okay Amazon um, so if you want to go to buy anything off Amazon and what's been cool is a few people have bought those Timex watches Cool. Um, nice. yeah we get a good cut on that one so yeah. <laughs> 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 go, get your, go, go buy your Timex watches through Amazon it's obviously cheap because people are doing that Basically, if you want to use that Amazon store, you need to go into our store and then you just do a search for your product and, um, and networks. Um, if you click on an ad on our website, www. Man Talk, we have an ad on the page. Just click on that. That'd be really cool. Um, donating to show. Again, more people have been donating to show,
1: and we really, really appreciate that. Um, but what we'd like you to do most of all is to come onto the site and buy a bike jersey. Buy a jersey. We're pretty excited about you. We are pretty excited. Because it's kind of like official when you've got some real product, eh? So it's Bevan's task to get it up in the next couple of days. We'll be done. When you hear this, you can go on site. We'll be done. And uh, you can go on there and order. So if you've forgotten how to order, you download the the, uh, order form. Fill in the details, email it back to us at our alternate email address, which is IronManTalkOrders at Gmail dot com. I haven't
0: actually ordered that yet. I've right got there. it. I've done. Oh, you did it. It. that. Yeah. Good. So
1: it's up and running, and just uh, make, <laughs> make your payment through the PayPal, including the shipping, and uh, and like we said, the, the cut off date will be May the sixteenth. We'll then put the order in. It'll take the, the guys about um, three to four weeks to make the jerseys, yep. and then we'll ship them straight away, and uh, they'll be in your hot little hands, full zip. Full G-Z. zip, pretty excited about full zip. Hey? I am pretty excited right from the start. Johnson would go and full zip. Yeah, I like the full zip, and nice. uh, and then like we said, if anybody's seen wearing them in races and you were seen in a picture, we'll probably set up a little photo album, photo gallery, or something for people who are wearing the. RV oh yeah, totally. Thing. You get
0: on the front page of Man Talk if you finish your race with our jersey on. Exactly, that's right. So
1: we like that. That's
0: right. Seems so so what fun. are you up to this week, Evan? Oh, you, I normally ask you first. Oh, I got him. Oh, you, you just on oh, my thunder. <laughs> um, what am I doing? I'm off to Auckland. I've got to go up to a, 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 Auckland. I'm doing D Auckland. A- Auckland. I'm doing to. i'm actually doing a um a step video so uh, i do these videos for aerobics they get sent all around the world um and you guys probably don't really understand what i do i'm probably laughing you hear about this but i do a for a company called les mills and the step video pretty much gets given to about ten thousand people around the world and uh so it's pretty exciting it's high pressure you do it and it's like six film crew in there and you're not allowed to make mistakes and it's kind of like for my job it's uh pretty much the highest level you can get to so i'm quite excited about that and then I've got a lot of work to do before that. What about you, John?
1: You're doing something pretty exciting as well, aren't you? Off to Poland on Monday. Poland, eh? What are you doing mm. in Poland? Take uh, coach a few guys over there, and we're going to do a little, bit, a little bit of a uh, epic style camp. Nice. I guess, uh, Have you got a name for it? I'm calling it the Polish Boot Camp. Polish Boot
0: Camp. Yeah. Nice. So we're going. Sergeant.
1: We're doing t- doing ten days of pretty hardcore training. They got a bit of a shock when I sent them the itinerary. Really? <laughs> Shocked and dismayed. So what are you going to do? It's pretty similar to Epic. We're basically just going to be swimming for you know, roughly an hour each day, um, and then the biking is going to vary quite a roughly bit. Roughly an hour? Oh, swim. yeah, yeah, sw- sw- swimming yeah. for about an hour a day. Um, and most days on the bike we'll be doing somewhere between 120. We're doing a couple of 220k days on the bike. Nice. So we will be a couple of big days. Uh, we'll do a half Ironman simulation in there somewhere, and, uh, and running most days as well, running for an hour. We'll just have one long run in there, a two-and-a-half-hour run. So when are you back? I am back on this something like the 17th of May, something like that. So I'm away for about two and a half weeks. It's a long way to Poland. It's about 40 hours 40 hours of travelling to get there. So oh, it's going that to is be a, long way, a isn't it? bit
0: of a mission. And then you train like that and you come straight back there.
1: Yep. So I'll be Whoa. nice and
0: fit when I come back. or just spank your ass into shape. You will be too, won't you? Well, they'll be pretty fit by then too. Yeah, because hopefully. I'll, yeah, we're coming into my route. So we're looking forward to that. I have to actually give my daughter a bit of a plug because uh, she started playing soccer on the weekend for the. Cashmere Wanderers, that's why I played soccer for when I was younger.
1: Cashmere Wanderers. Did you play soccer? I did play soccer for a few years, actually, for um, Bays United, which is now Ferry Bays, I think. Yeah, well, I was was Cashmere Wanderers. We were pretty good. Our team, we actually pretty much won.
0: And... um, Anyway, she got player of day in her first ever game of soccer, mm, and I was good. very proud. And I was just like screaming pure on the sideline, not not Did abusive, you, you go and beat Posit- up the opposition, <laughs> positive, smack the ref under. <laughs> no, no, it was, and they won their first game. They're actually a pretty good team. Once quite Press, mm-hmm. my daughter got a bit aggressive. She got red cheeks because she was running so hard. I was proud
1: of my little girl, so. Oh, it's good being a parent. You're about to find out, for oh, little yeah. Bevan James. <laughs> uh, Brick. That's, we're coming up with the name Brick. Brick, why no, is that? I don't know. You go through these baby name books, and there are some pretty weird names in there, and Brick is Brick. an official name. Some people call their kids Brick.
0: And what do they give you... Because they often have the meaning.
1: No, I can't remember. What, then, what does your name it's, mean? if it's a girl, it's going to be Brickette.
0: <laughs> <laughs> do, do you know what your name means? What does John mean? No. I see, I think. I'm not 100% sure. My dad's name's Gavin, and that means... A warrior, and then mine's Bevan, it means son of a warrior. Oh, really? And they didn't even plan it. It's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> anyway, that's uh, the show for this week. So next couple of weeks, we've got the interviews coming up. Um, Get on the site, order those jerseys. Email questions, i talk at gmail.com. Um, and let's finish it on a
1: high. Oh, yes, that's right. We haven't okay. done this. We haven't, no, ahead. we didn't. You said that <laughs> okay. last week. I said that last week. Okay. Iron Russ. Iron am Train hard. Trade smart. Kirkaha.